0: Friends, Damian Mason coming to you with a special edition of the Do Business Better podcast. And we're going to talk specifically about small businesses and how the SBA, the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program, is failing us. This is not a message of me whining and crying. This is a message of statement and fact and economics and reality of numbers, and I want everybody that is a small business person that shops at, does business with, patronizes, or enjoys a small business, or anyone whose livelihood depends on small business. I think I've named pretty much everybody, by the way, because in case you didn't know, half of the private sector employees in the United States of America, half of the private sector employees work for small businesses. We're in this together. And I see an SBA program that had some good intentions as an absolute utter disaster and possibly a failure. I want you to share this message with everyone because Main Street matters. And guess what? The businesses on Main Street will not be there if we don't work on this and get something going sooner versus later. Okay? So this applies to everyone. This applies especially to my small business friends. If you own a small business, if you work for a small business, if you're an e e-lancer, entrepreneur, freelancer, self-employed, sole proprietor, gig economy employee, this message is for you. And again, share it with everyone you know that enjoys an actual functioning economy. Wall Street Journal article just today, April 5th, which is when I'm recording this, stated that 29% of the United States economy has evaporated just like that. We took almost one third of the U.S. economy off the plate in the last week. A bunch of that is for small business. Now, I know you've seen these uh, articles and you've heard that the uh, United States federal government is going to throw $2.2 trillion at programs to help $349 billion of those dollars were for small businesses. Here's what you need to understand. It looks like, and I was optimistic at first, and I've become less and less optimistic the more I've learned about the Paycheck Protection Program. The Paycheck Protection Program is actually not geared to help many people that are in the current economy. It is geared to help those that can game it, and it's probably end up going it's going to be really, really detrimental, I think to a lot of small business people, in case you don't know what the details are. the paycheck protection program stated that they will give you a loan it's a low interest loan it's one percent for two years it's backed by the government, and it can be used for running your business and of course, what small business wants to take on more loans more debt right now it's pretty unexciting to take on debt when your business is being forced to close and your revenue has become zero. Many small business people haven't been able to have their doors open since sometime in early March. Here we are early April. Their whole year might boil down to their, their net income might be the revenue just for about a month to six weeks. And we just took that away from them. You understand why this is a problem? Okay. So think about this. They said that part of it could be forgiven. And this is the caveat that everybody got excited about, meaning it'll become a grant, not just a loan, but a grant. We shut you down. We're the government. We said you cannot be in business, but you know what? We're going to make you whole. We're going to let you forgive up to eight weeks if it's for payroll, or for rent, or for mortgage interest, or for utilities. And you're saying, oh man, that sounds pretty darn sweet. I'm going to tell you why that's a screw job still. You force me to close my doors. I'm not allowed to be in business. Or I'm in such a limited amount of business. I'm in such a limited, I can do like 5% of my normal revenue right now under these conditions. And you think that this is going to make me whole? Eight weeks will not cover this, people. Eight weeks is this short of a period. They'll be shuttered. Our businesses will be shuttered for that amount of time. And it will be a minimum of that much more time until we come out of it. So you're talking 16 weeks, 24 weeks. It might be the rest of the year. And we actually have no business to return to, no revenue to come back to. So why do you care about this? You care about this because, if you're not even in small business, you care because these are your economies. These are your streets, your towns. Well, this is where you live. These are the businesses that employ your neighbors. All right, so the problem is, it was going to fund it was going to fund the people that you employ, but only if they're in a traditional payroll arrangement. This is where somebody like me gets screwed. I'm a sole proprietor. All the people that I work with are in a contractual arrangement. I don't want to have to maintain their insurances. It's seasonal. It's temporary. It's in and out. I had $18,460 last year of contractual 1099 employment. If you don't pay them $600, you don't have to 1099 them. I had another $6,000 of folks that I paid that way. You run in the numbers, there's about $25,000. $53,000 to advertising, marketing, promotion. The bulk of that went to a particular marketing and agency uh, and in and, and a design firm. So there's about seventy-five dollars to $80,000 that I can very quickly come up with that I'm not allowed to get loans for, or if I am, I'm not allowed to give it forgiven. Yet it does all employ people. Why does this matter? If I don't get that money and my business has been forced to shut, I can't spend that money. Now we have $80,000 that's probably not going to go out the door the rest of 2020. What does that do to the economy? That means that everybody that used to rely on me being their customer to give them revenue can't. These things go on and on. Other monies that are not forgiven that still happen. When you're a small business person, maybe you don't have a huge payroll, but maybe you have other expenses. My wife and I spend $9,000 on our insurances. None of that, none of that to insure ourselves, our businesses, and our farm. None of that is loanable or forgivable. And then there's another $16,000 of health insurance premiums. So there's $25,000, again, that are still expenses. I can't go without them, but what do I have? I'm not crying about me. I'm giving you examples that you can then take to your non-business-owning friends so that they will understand what we're up against and why this SBA PPP loan was about a piss in the ocean. Sorry, pardon my French. It was a piss in the ocean. It amounts to this much. My understanding, the article that I read on Friday, the day that it launched, was that 9,770 loans had already been approved. A whopping 10,000 loans had been approved. And it already had gobbled up $3.2 billion of the 350. So about 10%, I'm sorry, about 1% of the money was already gobbled up with less than 10,000 loans. There are 30 million small businesses in the United States of America, according to the SBA. That does not count a lot of sole proprietors, self-employed, and gig economy employees. There are about another 15 to 30 million there. So we got 10,000 loans made to cover 60 million businesses, (laughs) and we already gobbled up 1% of the money. We don't need $349 billion to keep small businesses afloat we need $100 trillion to keep small businesses afloat. Okay, that's an exaggeration, maybe $10 trillion. In other words, we need about one third or one half of what right now the United States debt is. These numbers are staggering and you don't think about it because it's the coffee shop down the street and the dry cleaners where they have four facilities where you take your shirts to get them pressed and people like me that are a company of a man and a wife and, a, and, I, and I write books and give speeches and you're like, well, why would that matter? Why do I need to give Damien a loan? that's forgiven because I just told you. If I can't pay my insurance premiums, my insurance agent doesn't get their commission. If I can't pay my health insurance, that means when I go to the hospital, I'm just like all these other uninsured people. And again, don't make it about me. Use me as the example. And I'm using me as the example so that everyone can please understand what we're talking about when we say we've got to get this economy up and running. We have to get people back to work. I know the coronavirus is serious. I've seen the articles that you have seen. I'm trying to not tune into the daily media where it's just pushing the fear. I get it that it's real. I also can tell you the devastation that comes if we don't get our economy back on footy. If we don't get back to work soon... A Wall Street Journal article yesterday stated that one fourth of small businesses have already folded. We've taken one third of the economy offline in about a week's time, two weeks time, and we've already got one fourth of our small businesses that started hurting in early March. They're gone. They'll never be heard from again. They're not going to reopen. They don't have the. Deep, they're not. They're not deep enough financially. Their marketplace went away. Uh, their marketplace will come back, but they don't have the financial wherewithal to withstand those kinds of monthly losses, they're gone. Another 40%, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce survey, in conjunction with MetLife, that's where the numbers came from, look it up, said another 40% of the small business in America will probably be shuttering in the next two weeks we might have two more weeks. We might have two more weeks before we can open things up and not have a completely devastated economy, but I'm not even sure that's the case. Very soon, if we don't open things back up, the main street you drive on will look like a third world country that has just been suffering through a civil war. There will be abandoned buildings more than Occupied buildings. The vacancies then will create an issue with drugs, uh, not to mention the depression that we have with people uh, and the issues they're going to have, mental health, suicide. We're going to have empty buildings, which then we have looting, we have crime, we have the ripple effect. When there's vacant buildings and businesses that are not in business, we know that what that does to the neighboring business. Why would you want to be in a neighborhood? Why would you pull into that parking lot when it looks vacant and scary? You see where this goes? You're saying, yeah, but things are moving online, Damien. Great. Move your dentist online. Oh, it doesn't work really well now, does it? Hey, move your auto parts store online. You know the one where you go to when you need to answer a question about those windshield wipers you can't quite get off? Yeah, I get it that there's online commerce. But you seem to look at a country, and I've seen this too many times, and think that somehow we're going to just get by because we'll just all buy our stuff online. It's not working, folks. And we've got a lot of people that not only can't sell their wares online, they will have no money to spend on anything online or otherwise if their business is not allowed to get back to work. I gave you some numbers so you'd understand why this SBA PPP program is actually failing a lot of small businesses. Yeah, you might be able to get some money You might be able to get it forgiven if you pay it for your employees, but not if they're contractual employees. That's a bigger and bigger and bigger part of the economy every single day, or at least it was until a month ago. And then there's all the other expenses that small businesses cover. Their insurances in particular. Office improvements. Ongoing marketing and advertising to stay viable. Now, you have all that ripple effect. These things matter. We have to get back to work. We need a time frame. We need a time frame to get back to work. It's gonna be another week or two of really being ugly and there's gonna be people dying. I get that and if we don't then make the decision it's time to go back to work, the ripple effect then gets worse and the the death, the despair, the, the depression that you will see if we don't turn things back on will be greater than anything that a virus could cause us. Uh, I'm happy to answer these questions. You can send me an email, you can tell me I'm wrong, but I know that I'm not because I've been running my own business for 26 years. I see an SBA program that actually didn't favor the small, small businesses, not the one person, two person, seven person company. I believe that the companies that have 250 to 500 that are technically small businesses probably figured out a way to game this system a little bit better. I see a, a banking system that's probably gonna give priority to those that they can make $10 million loans to versus somebody that needs $150,000. Uh, I see a SBA that's gonna to have to refund this program to the tune of trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. And again, I see an, a misunderstanding. Among the government and among those that rule, those that have decreed that we must shut down our economy, they believe that giving eight weeks of payments forgiven for employees and for some rent and for uh, uh, an electric bill is going to make us whole. The damage that's been done to small businesses will be in effect for the next five years in most cases. Many of these people will never be back in business. They will they will be absolutely suffering. Their families will suffer. Your communities will suffer. And we're not talking about for eight weeks. We're talking about for the next several years. So please sound the alarm. Please share this. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm trying to give you straight information here. Uh, I'm Damian Mason. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and share this around. And if you, uh, if you like, uh, if you like to take this further, please send me an email. I'm okay with that. I'm giving you a straight scoop. That's the only way I know how to do it. I didn't expect to be in this situation. You didn't expect to be in this situation. I'm telling you that the only way out of the situation is to get back to work, get back to work, get back together, get back to normal. That's what we need to do. Another week or two. That's about all we can take. Till next time, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you.